0: It is a battle of the top two teams in the Pacific Division as the Vegas Golden Knights are in L.A. to take on the Kings. We'll discuss the Golden Knights and tonight's matchup with Ken Bolke from Sinbin.Vegas. That is next on Locked on L.A. Kings.
1: You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. have worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, also co-host of the Puck Podcast, the weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan, For about 30 years, the Kings are back in action after Christmas break, hosting the top team in the division, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, We're going to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights with a special guest. He is the great ken Bolkey and he joins us from sinbin.vegas ken thank you so much for your time i uh, hope the holidays treated you well
1: oh yeah it was good i went to phoenix to watch a football game and my team final find a way to not lose which was nice
0: that who was who the team
1: The buccaneers i was at the buccaneers cardinals sunday night football game it oh. was a horrific football game for about three <laughs> hours and then the bucks were good for a little while so i was happy
0: it was on in the background while we were having our uh, Christmas Day bad. dinner. Yeah, yeah, well, it was okay in the background. We weren't really watching it, though. To be honest <laughs> with you, but hey, at least they won. So you got we'll that for you. Was was the roof open? By the way, in Arizona, it was and it was cold. That's it's so funny because I've been to that stadium like five times, and my wife is a a, a huge Chargers fan. So we went to the game in Arizona a few weeks ago, and the roof opened up. I'm I had no idea the. The roof open. I don't I know why it was open. Close the thing. I'm cold in here. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Come on. Well, at least in the end, you saw you saw your team get a victory. So, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I hope you don't see your team get a victory tonight because your Vegas Golden Knights are in Los Angeles to face uh, my L.A. Kings. Uh, Vegas checking in at 24 11 and one for 49 points. Kings are 19 12 and six 44 points. Five point difference right now between the two teams uh, in the standings. And let's go back to the beginning of the year. Uh, Vegas coming off a a rare disappointing season where they didn't make the playoffs of course uh, in their brief history but uh, what did you think about the Golden Knights coming into this season and what do you think about where they are at the moment?
1: I think there were a lot of question marks kind of coming in you know what are we going to get out of Eichel over the course of a full season is everybody going to come back healthy is it going to be you know there was kind of the question mark of like everyone was injured last season and we never really got a full sight of what the team was but because of what we did see over the course of the season, it was kind of up in the air of how good are they actually? We knew that it was all there. It should be pretty good, but we weren't sure how good it could actually be. It started off pretty, really, really well, 13 and two. And then there was the coach coming in and we weren't sure how that was going to all sort itself out early in the season. Like I said, started off really good. Then the injury started to catch up a little bit here. And now all of a sudden, They're playing basically point per game hockey for the past 20 or so games here. The last couple have been wins that kind of pushed them forward a little bit, but it's been a little bit more of a grind and and the injuries have have certainly started to catch up. And that was one of the big questions coming in was depth. Uh, They don't have a lot of it. And we're starting to see that without question right now.
0: So I always like to get different voices on the show and get different different opinions of course. Um so I'm I'm curious if you had any thoughts to share on what you thought the Kings were going to be going into this year and kind of where they are at the moment. I'm
1: a little uh, disappointed with where they are. I thought they were going to be better, you know, you're coming off the year where you get 100 points in the playoffs. The playoffs was okay, not terrible, not good, but like they're they're there. They, they did their thing in the playoffs. You know, the moves that seem to make them a little bit better. I didn't think the goaltending would be this bad. Like, mm-hmm. I, it was certainly something that we were wondering what was going to be the case here. And, and you know, it just seems like there's no consistency there. You know, the, it's a team that they should be better than this. They should have good games. They should be able to make things happen. But sometimes they don't. And, and that's kind of how it feels is you don't know what you're going to get out of the Kings.
0: Yeah, I think that's very accurate. Uh, I definitely want to talk about, by the way, about the two teams and their goaltending in a moment. But you mentioned a new coach, Pete DeBoer, uh, heads off to Dallas, where he's doing very well. But Bruce Cassidy comes in for Boston, doing pretty well as well. What's been the biggest difference this year with the coaching change? The main difference is how they defend. Uh, They
1: actually spend a lot more time in their own end. And that's because they play kind of a, they call it a zone. It's more of like a box and one they basically just form a, a zone and hand guys off. If the puck goes around the back of the net, they don't chase them. They don't chase guys up out to the point. They sit in this zone. They skate a lot less, but it leads them to have a lot more time in their own zone. But what it also has been doing, and this has been going real well at the beginning of the season, not as well recently, is it keeps the shots to the outside. See so a lot of shots outside of the dots. A lot of shots from way far out from the points, and then there's there's traffic in in defensive traffic in front which is making them pretty easy to deal with recently there's been more drop coverages there haven't they haven't been as consistent they've struggled to get the puck out at different times so that's kind of led to the question of like is this going to hold up as we go through the season and when they are missing players when you're missing a Shea theodore missing a alex petrangelo missing a zach Whitecloud, you have other guys in there and you don't quite have the same structure as you had before so that's the biggest difference and then you know they still have Some of the issues with like, if it's not coming off the rush, how are they going to score? Power play has been much better. You know, Cassidy has a huge hand in that. And then uh, offensively in the zone, they're not the best shooting team and they got to find ways to to get around that. And it's been better on the road than home. Uh, But I still think that's a work
0: in progress. For those who haven't followed the Golden Knights, obviously as closely as you have a uh, great start to the season. They won 13 to 15. There was a nine game winning streak in the mix there. Uh, but since I believe it's like a, a 11, nine and one. Yep. Um, but you mentioned a number of injuries last year and it's kind of the injury bug's been creeping up again lately. Hasn't it?
1: Yeah. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Obviously we have the break and then they're on the ice right now. And there's not a reporter in the, in uh, LA. So we don't actually have information of who's on the ice at the moment, but I going into the break, Jack Eichel was out, Marcia So was out, uh, Brett Howden, uh Theodore Whitecloud. Like it's been a lot, and so it's it's a number of different starters, and they're kind of having to funnel in players like Braden Pahal. Pavel Doraev played the last game. You know, guys are becoming more of a. Oh, Paul Cotter was out too, which is a younger player that was having a halfway decent season until he got hurt. He's been out as well, so. You're, you're starting to see guys kind of being put in positions like Michael Amadio, a guy the Kings would know fairly well. He's been playing top-line minutes, and uh, he was called Plan E on the top line, and then he's actually been pretty good as Plan E, so we'll see if that continues. I think if Marcia So is not back, that's probably going to continue.
0: And one thing about the Kings is uh, there's no excuse for their inconsistency. They've actually been pretty healthy so far this year, knock on wood, but uh Yeah, I know that there's been some injury issues with Vegas. Uh, We've got more with Ken Bolke. Going to talk, obviously, more Golden Knights Kings. Uh, But first, and maybe appropriately, since we have a guest from Vegas on, uh, I need to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from football to basketball, esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline where the game starts. So we got more with Ken Bolke from sinbin.vegas. And uh, Ken, I, I assume you've seen from afar the interesting development with Phoenix Copley now manning the net for the LA Kings. Certainly we did not see that coming before the start of the year. But you knew there was going to be some goalie issues going into the season because Robin Leonard got hurt and uh, was going to miss the entire year. You knew that going in. Uh, And so you were forced to go with Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. How has that worked out so far for you? Uh, It's been pretty good. Like, it hasn't been
1: a huge problem that we thought it could potentially be when the season started. Like, there were a lot of rankings at the beginning of the season, and pretty much everybody had the Golden Knights duo in the bottom 10, some people as low as the bottom five. It certainly has not been that. Uh, I don't think they're like an elite pair. They're not going to come in here and steal games very often. Thompson has a better chance to do that than Hill. It pretty much comes down to how they play in front of them. If the team plays fairly well in front of them, the goalies are going to do their job. If the team does not play well, it's unlikely they're going to get a goalie performance that's going to find their, their way to a win. So it's it's been fine. Like it hasn't been the problem that we thought it was going to be, but I do think there are some places out there you can read. Uh, I've made the joke that there's some, like there's this weird almost lobby that's like lobbying for Logan Thompson to be more than he actually is. He's good. He's fine. He's, he's an NHL goalie. He's, he's doing the job, but they're not, they're not at the level of, of some of the, some of the things I think I've heard at least at different times.
0: I know the Phil Kessel story has been kind of a fun story coming over to Vegas in the offseason. Of course, he broke the consecutive games uh, record while wearing a Golden Knights sweater, played in a thousand consecutive games, which is insane, but it hasn't gone great in Vegas for him. Is it possible that streak could end at some point this year with a healthy scratch? definitely possible. I, I think that it is going
1: to come down to health at the moment. There's no way uh, there's been four forwards out and they're bringing up guys from Henderson that don't belong in the NHL at all. And that's not to be I'm trying to be mean to those guys. They're just not ready at this time. And they come in and it pretty clearly shows. So there's no way Kessel's getting bounced out of the lineup by a Jonas Pavel Pavel Fayev, those types of players. But if they get Cotter, Howden, Eichel, Marsha so all back, and now the decision comes down to whether we're playing a Amadio or Kessel, or whether it might even be further of like, are we playing Cotter or Howden instead of Kessel? I think eventually they are going to land on deciding to bench Phil Kessel, and it's going to be a huge story if they get to that point. The question is, are they ever going to get to that point? You know, we started with the injuries in game two last season, and it never got better. Like they went the entire season. It never got better. These this year, it took about 20 games for it to start kicking in, but here we are. And the prognosis on a lot of these guys isn't good. Theodore's got to be months out, White Cloud's months out. Eichel was it's very confusing. They're saying they're getting multiple opinions and they got to make sure they get this thing out, out of the way so it doesn't pop back up. And he played a game in the middle of it. So we don't really know exactly what's going on there. So if they're healthy, yes, Phil Kessel can get scratched. Until then, absolutely not.
0: Is there any concern that the uh, Eichel issue is that is with the neck, which he obviously was the big they called contention. It lower body? Okay, so it right. should
1: not be. It, it was a it was seemingly a non contact situation. He kind of pulled up in the middle of a game, but then two games later he played. He played the one game, and then he's been out for the last seven. So it's it's been a weird ride, but no, it's not his neck.
0: For people who don't know, uh, re- very briefly, there, there was a neck issue with Phil Kessel when he was in Buffalo. It led to the... Uh, Michael, Michael, Eichel, I'm sorry. Uh, led to the uh, bad blood between the organization and him. He wanted a certain surgery. The organization didn't want him to have it, and eventually it, it led to his trade uh, to Vegas. So tonight is the second meeting of the season between the Kings and Golden Knights. They met back on October 11th, opening night for both teams. That was a 4-3 win for Vegas. I'm sure Kings fans remember it as the Sean Dersey turnover in the final seconds game uh golden knights fans probably remember it as the mark stone game winning goal with 26 seconds to go uh kings have won four or five uh five points and uh, points in five straight games uh they did lose their last game in arizona in a shootout two to one vegas has won four of six they beat st louis in a shootout in their last game before the break uh five to four. any general thoughts on the matchup tonight Uh, I think in this
1: type of a game, it is going to come down to kind of who can play their style of game a little bit more. I think the Kings do want it to be a little bit more Uh, up-tempo. I don't think they want to play a heavy game against the Golden Knights. Golden Knights are definitely the bigger team. I think we saw that at different times in that first game. There were periods of that game, and by that, stretches is probably better than periods were stretches of that game where it was going the way the kings wanted to they're living in the golden knight zone they're zipping the puck around the neutral zones wide open and then as the game progressed it kind of started to gum up a little bit it was a little bit tighter that's where the golden knights want this game they want there to be very little action through the neutral zone they want it to be dump and chase they want to break it out easily And if they can do that, it's going to be hard for the Kings to break through. I I just think that this matchup does kind of favor styles. Whatever style of game we get, that's who is more likely to win. If we get a slower game, Golden Knights should be fine. Waiting for the Kings to make the mistakes, they will make them if you give them the opportunities. But the Golden Knights, if they live in their own zone, they're going to give up goals. And they can't do that.
0: One big issue with the Kings this season, as Kings fans well know, uh, has been the penalty kill. It was specifically called out by GM Rob Blake after they sent Cal Peterson uh, to the minors uh, and they had a closed door meeting when the team was not playing very well. It's been improving a little bit lately. They've had some key kills and some key moments. It's still in the bottom 10 in the NHL. And I know Vegas has a top 10 power play. How's the the Knights power play been of late? So it's
1: interesting because it was struggling for a good portion of the season. It's been the huge topic throughout the course course of the last like three years. They went an entire playoff series Mm. where they didn't score a power play goal. It was a big reason why DeBoer was fired and why they brought Cassidy in. And when it first started, it looked jagged. It looked like they weren't exactly sure what they wanted to do. Then, oddly enough, the moment Eichel went out, the puck started moving a little bit quicker. Mm. There seems to be a less of... Let's go to this one thing. Let's try to mix it up. We can go to all these different options. And it's been a lot better. I don't think it's quite as good as where the numbers are. Like For those who follow the NHL, you're aware power play numbers are very cyclical. There are times where you're on a 40% run, and then there's times where you're on a 0% run, and those even out to a 20%. It's not what you were the entire time. Golden Knights are hot on it right now, or at least they were going into the break. December's the best month in team history this December. Uh, that they've ever had on the power play. So they're in a rut where it's up that could potentially or will potentially come back down. I don't think the Golden Knights power play is like some juggernaut, but it is humming at the moment. The puck's moving and we'll see. If So plays, it's a lot better. Without A Amadio sits in that left half wall and it's not quite the same.
0: When I took over this show uh, about four months ago, you know, I'm doing some off-season stuff and trying to find content and I kind of threw it out there uh, to see like who is the, who the fans think is the LA Kings biggest rival. Uh, and I know playoff hockey is a huge part of developing rivalries. It's kind of why the NHL has gone to this format where you're playing in the division. And I got a, a mixed bag. It was there was ducks, there was sharks, but the Golden Knights were definitely in the mix there, uh, which is interesting because of how you know briefly they've been around. And for people who don't remember, the first ever playoff series for the Golden Knights was against the L.A. Kings, where they swept the Kings in four games. He had the Drew Doughty quote that was plastered on the ice about something about "there's no way they're going to be better than us at the end of the year," which, by the way, was a really nice touch by by the folks there. Big, I thought that was great. Um, so there, there's been only the one playoff matchup, and I did I did take a quick peek. I, I saw that the 10 playoff series for Vegas, they played 10 different teams, which is crazy.
1: Weird. Nine, um, nine, play the Sharks twice.
0: Oh, they did play the Sharks twice. Okay, okay, so maybe that will be the answer. I was just curious. I mean, it's, it's certainly just your opinion, but who, who is the, the the rival for the Golden Knights and do the LA Kings fit in there anywhere?
1: It was the Sharks. It was very clearly the Sharks, specifically after the. And I even have the poster up here: the not a major where the uh, mm. Cody Eakin took down Pavelski, and then it ended up being a major. They gave up the four goals. It was clearly not a major. The team league apologized for it. That ended that series. That was three one. Golden Knights were up. They ended up losing that series in Game Seven on that particular play, despite leading three to nothing in the game. They ended up playing the Sharks and the last game of the preseason, and the first two games of the regular season the next year. So that kind of cemented that rivalry. However, I don't think the Sharks have beaten the Golden Knights since. That's not true, but it does feel that way. So it's it literally, it's like 15 of the last 17 the Golden Knights have won. So it doesn't really feel like as much of a rivalry anymore because there has to be some competition there. It does feel like Golden Knights fans probably hate the Avs most of anybody uh, right now just because they're kind of the team that the Golden Knights have felt like they were chasing. They beat them in that playoff series. That was a big deal. They don't. Nobody's all that upset about losing to the Stars or the Canadians. That was a weird one that yeah. year. So I do think eventually, though, the Kings will kind of fall into being the right team because as the Kings get better and as the Kings start getting to a point where they are going to be a playoff team for a while, and I think that is going to happen, I think you'll see more traveling fans both ways. And that's what makes the best rivalries away fans in the building are what make rivalries. That's what makes it. You hate the other team. And I think we will start to see that you see it a little bit. I don't expect there to be that many golden Knights fans down in LA today. Uh, Despite the fact that they play a back-to-back in LA and Anaheim off of Christmas, I haven't heard of a lot of people that are going, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, I, I expected to see more Kings fans in Arizona because I know they've had a lot of visiting fans down there with the new arena situation. But the holidays, I'm sure, played a role in that. There it's weren't tough, a lot yeah. of Kings fans.
1: Yeah, uh, I travel right now. Don't get on an airplane, whatever you do.
0: That's that's what I've heard. That is yeah. what I've heard. And and for some reason, people are traveling right now. Uh, I've heard. Uh, wrap it up. Just your thoughts on the Pacific Division. Um, I know I certainly thought Calgary and Edmonton would be a lot better than they are. Uh, we talked about the Kings maybe being a little bit better. I thought Vegas going in was a, kind of a wild card. Um, I thought Vancouver might be better. Uh, I did not see Seattle doing what they're doing. Uh, how did you see it going in? And what do you think about what it's been so far?
1: I'm kind of with you on all of it. I, I kind of feel the same way across the board. I think right now I would say the division's terrible. Like, I don't think there's really any way around it. There's some really bad teams at the bottom, and then you've got these teams in the middle that just cannot seem to figure it out. When when Seattle's the most consistent team after the leader, it's weird. Like, and I don't think the Golden Knights, I wouldn't consider the Golden Knights a consistent team at the moment. They They had a heck of a run to start the season, and then it's been middle of the road since. And, like, do you discount that? I don't know. I'm kind of struggling with that. I can't decide how much do i discount a 13 and 2 start it's weird it's just i, I can't sleep at night trying to figure it out nonetheless i do think a, as a whole you're going to see calgary's going to figure it out to a certain degree edmonton's going to figure it out to a certain degree i don't think vancouver is the kings are going to be in the mix seattle i have to imagine comes down a little bit i, I just don't think the goal good enough there so overall i don't think it's going to be hard to win this division any team that has a nice two months in a row there can jump up to the top of this division. The Golden Knights obviously have the inside track because of their hot start and that the fact that they they have the points on the side at the moment, but their schedule gets awfully difficult coming up uh, through January. A lot of home games against really good teams. They have not been playing good at home. They don't play very well against good teams. So we'll see.
0: The central hasn't really been great either. Yeah, uh, w- when when when, you, when it's all said and done, you think the Pacific gets four, five, uh, maybe, or what do you think? I would say we get four. Yeah, I think
1: in, in the end, kind of just with all the games against each other, that seems to be how it works out down the stretch. A lot of teams play in division, so you're going to see a lot of those points go to the central that have to go to the central. The Pacific will get their points. Uh, I, I would say, yeah, we'll get we'll get the four. And who that who those four are gonna be, I, I don't even know that I could take a guess at the moment. Like it'd be tough.
0: That is Ken Bolke. He is from Sinbin.vegas. You can follow him on Twitter at SinbinVegas. Ken, it's always great to talk to you. Always great information. Really appreciate it. I know you've done good work for quite some time over there at Sinbin.Vegas. And uh, if you guys want to know anything more about the Vegas Vegas Golden Knights, you got to go check out Ken's information. He's going to have some really interesting stuff coming up. He gave me a preview earlier about some amazing articles he's writing right now. Ken, uh, seriously, uh, you know, great to have you on. Really appreciate it. Good work and, and thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. The one I told you about, it's either going to be the best article I've ever done or the <laughs> stupidest.
0: It's a great tease though. It's a great <laughs> tease. All right, Ken, take care. Thank you again. See ya. We thank Ken Bulky for being our guest. Much appreciated. Hey, we've got a quick up, update on LA Kings prospect, prospects uh, playing in the, the World Juniors. We had the opening day of that coming up in just a minute. But I do want to invite you to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. That's Locked On Sports today. Before we wrap up the show, I did want to give you a quick update on the Kings' prospects at the World Junior Championships, which started on Monday up in Canada. Uh, and Canada was beaten in their opening game against the Czech Republic or Czechia. I've heard both ways, and I'm I'm really not sure which one I want to put my arms around at the moment. But anyway, 5-2, uh, Canada losing. Uh, Kings defenseman Brant Clark, obviously, on Team Canada, did not have any points in that game. He was a minus one uh, and had uh, two penalty minutes in that one. So we'll see how Canada rebounds from that one. Um, Kings defenseman, or excuse me, Kings forward, Kenny Connors, uh, was in the lineup for Team USA in their 5-2 win over Latvia. He went without a point. He was a plus one in the game. Uh, Both teams are back in action on Wednesday, and I do believe all these games are televised on the NHL network. Uh, If you're interested in watching, I'm sure they're streaming online as well. Um, Also, there was one other uh, Kings player. I mentioned it on yesterday's show, but defenseman Otto Salin playing for Team Finland. Um, He's going to be in action later today. Uh, against Slovakia. So if you want to check that out, uh, Finland lost their opening game in a shootout against Switzerland and Otto Saline did not have a point Uh, in that one. Overtime loss to the Swiss. So uh, that is going to do it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed Ken bulky. I know I did. I enjoyed that conversation. hope you guys did as well. Um, We're going to obviously on tomorrow's show recap the game against the Vegas Golden Knights coming up tonight. Again, first place versus second place in the Pacific division. Uh, should be a fun game. Uh, if you want to send an email uh, and interact with me as far as anything that's going on with the Kings of the show, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com. EDDIE. We are on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. We're on Instagram at Locked on LA Kings. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today again. Uh, the biggest stories in sports, instant reaction, big game recaps, the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Again, thank you for watching and listening. Locked on LA Kings. Hopefully the Kings get a big win tonight against Vegas. As we say to close out the show, always go Kings go.